today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Well, we've uh, talked about the seemingly ultimate demise of Sears Canada, of course, uh, for some time now. There has been concern about uh, what's happening with that company. And uh, clearly, we got an indication of that with the announcement last week about store closures, uh, one of which is going to be in this area, the uh, retail store, the outlet store, rather, up in uh, uh, the Meadowlands in Ancaster, I guess, is uh, slated for closure. Uh, there may be others in the future. We don't know about that yet. But you know that there is always a domino effect to these sorts of things. And and one of them is going to be the impact it's going to have on the retail sector. Uh, for instance, uh, what if you're a landlord at, um, oh, say, Lime Ridge Mall or some of the other many malls uh, right now that have a Sears location as one of their anchor stores? What happens? Now, some of those are going to be closing down, and that's going to cause a problem. Uh, with the way we shop, it's going to have a problem with uh, the, well, maybe even the existence of, of retail outlet malls and, and shopping malls in general. Because, uh, well, that was the template that was used for oh, generations, I guess, now. So what are we going to do about this? Uh, how, what, what kind of an impact? Well, let's talk with Marvin Ryder, business professor at the DeGood School of Business at McMaster University, who joins us here on the Bill Kelly Show. Good morning, Marvin. How are you today? I am great, thank you, Bill. This was the way. I mean, I was raised on this. I mean, we had well, it wasn't kind of a mall then, but there was the center way back when with uh, Simpson Sears at one end and uh, Morgan's, which became Robinson's, uh, which uh, became, I forget what else after that. But, but they were structured in such a way that there were two major stores, usually at either end, if you had a mega mall, there might be one in the middle, too, and then all these little stores, the smaller stores in between. But it was all based on that premise that, well, those stores are going to be there forever, so we're going to be in good shape no matter what. It kind of looks like the landscape's changing. Mm-hmm. So uh, take you back even farther, Bill, from before you were even allowed. If I go back a couple of thousand years ago, there was another word for those malls. We called them marketplaces. Ah. And you had the agora, so to speak, the, the market in Greek times and Roman times which is where the merchants gathered, and thus the consumers came to do trade. So the malls have been around for 2,000 years, but the key to understanding them is that they evolved to keep up with their times. Now, the version that you just talked about so fondly is really a version from the 1950s, so yeah. to speak. I know you were just one year old at the time, but uh, <laughs> or even less than that. You, weren't even, you were just a figment of someone's imagination at that time. But that was the concept in the 1950s, thanks to cars. The idea was that you and I needed to need a magnet to attract our car, so we'll create a mall and we'll put these anchor stores. They'll act as the magnet for traffic. These anchor stores were usually big um, department stores. Uh, you mentioned uh, Simpson Sears, but Eaton's could have been in oh, there, yeah. or it could have been a, a Woolworths or a Woolco, and, and we'll go there. And then if we're not completely satisfied by the big department store, as we travel from one to the other, we would pass by a series of specialty shops, and they would gather our money one way or the other. And that was that was the design of the malls, and, and didn't really change that much, really until about, I'd say, 20 years ago. In the 1990s, we began to see this concept evolve once again. So if I can use an example of a mall that uh, has struggled over the years here in Hamilton, that's Lloyd Jackson Square. Um, if you think hard about it right now, they don't really have an anchor tenant, which is a department store. Used to, when Eaton's was there. When Eaton's was there, but today they don't have that. There is a Hart there, which is a a small department store uh, coming out of uh, the East Coast. I would actually argue the biggest anchors in that uh, development are the the, uh, nation's food market at the one end and the uh, Hamilton Farmer's Market at the other end of the mall. But what really that mall works on is a vibrant downtown core where you have office towers filled with people, people who at lunchtime need a quick place to grab a bite, 
who need to pick up a few items, what have you. And this is how we're seeing uh, malls start to evolve, that they're going to have to be a hub of activity, not necessarily generated by your anchor store. So I think as you look forward over the next 20 years, we're going to see malls that are connected to condo developments. They could be connected to transit hubs. You can imagine as we build the LRT, we might incorporate a transit hub into a mall. That's going to bring traffic. It could be also offices, uh, uh, buildings now not filled with people living there, but people working there. Those will get incorporated in the malls as, as the big department stores just are not the attraction they once were. So Jackson Square was visionary, I guess, in 1970 then, so when they started building it. <laughs> well, it was. Now, mind you, when they first built it, as you point out, Eaton's was there, and, and there was talk of actually bringing some other anchor tenants there. Robinson's wasn't that far away. And, and of course, those, unfortunately, have met their demise. And it did go through a rough time. You and I can remember going through Jackson Square when it was a bit of a ghost town. Oh, yeah. thought, oh, my gosh, maybe the smartest thing to do is demolish it. But they didn't. They kept looking for the formula, and that was really the formula, a revitalized downtown core that had people, in this case, all uh, uh, working in that area and then living not that far away. If we can think of some of the new condo developments downtown, whether it's the Royal Connaught or the, the Revenue Canada building that was brought back to life, or even there was a Bell building not far from City Hall that was brought back to life as condos, those people now are the anchor. They're now the magnet that draw people to the malls. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.